listening to The C Word Radio, the podcast where we ask, what the fuck does young cancer survivorship mean? With me, Helen King, and guests. Subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hello and welcome back to The C Word Radio. It is awesome to have you with me. It has been a hot minute since I last produced an episode, so I thought it was time to plug in the mic again and reconnect with you, my people, my cancer community. My last episode aired in July, and I finished off last season with two episodes looking at neurodiversity and cancer. I've talked a lot about being someone who was late diagnosed with ADHD, and if any of that resonates with you, check out those last two episodes where I talked to two people about how being autistic or having ADHD has impacted their lives, but also how they navigate a cancer diagnosis. It is great to be back. I initially thought I would take a month off and that month has kind of turned into two or three. I think what happened was I hit a brick wall. I reached the podcaster's equivalent of a writer's block. But I'm back. What you can expect in the coming months are more interviews with people like yourself who have been impacted by cancer But I really want to get into conversations about how do you get on with life? It's a big question and it's one I can't answer. So let's explore it together and with other people who get this stuff. I'm glad I took a break though because, you know, creating content can get really, it can get quite draining. And I think when you're dealing with something like cancer, um, I hadn't realized how heavy it was. And maybe you can relate to this, that when cancer has been your reality, you need to balance out the other things that you have in your life. All of this kind of coincided with a time where, you know, it was winter, there was more madness going on in the world. I took a job that didn't work out for so many reasons and that really knocked my confidence and drained me of energy and it's been a kind of up and down few months and I haven't had that space to to really podcast not all of it was bad I have had some pretty cool stuff going on as well I worked on my first commercial podcast if you are in New Zealand you may be familiar with our longest running soap Shortland Street and I had this amazing opportunity to work on the 30th anniversary podcast I'll put a link in the show notes because it was in my opinion my totally unbiased opinion. It's an awesome podcast. Even if you have stopped watching and you used to watch when you were a kid or a teenager, you will recognize some of the guests. And it's, yeah, it's a blast from the past. I also reached another milestone of four years post-diagnosis. And some, in some ways, I don't like to put too much emphasis on that stuff. I kind of feel like... One of the hard things about a cancer diagnosis is that every year you're ticking it off and I kind of feel like that adds to the anxiety of, you know, a four years post-diagnosis, next year I'll be five, does that mean it's never coming back? To be honest, what I've learned from, you know, this podcast and, and knowing other people who have had cancer is that it can kind of come back at any time and that is one of the truly shitty things that we deal with and I just don't know how and and this is for me I don't know how how clear it is to really fixate on how many years post-diagnosis I am and maybe that is part of the getting on with life and embracing life is yeah just not focusing too much on the time element because I feel like for me especially it yeah I don't know it just adds to that sort of fear of your reoccurrence I'm not sure if I'm explaining it that well and I would love to know you know what do you think do you put much emphasis on celebrating milestones how do you cope with anxiety let me know and I will share with everyone else 
I do want to acknowledge the passing of a past guest. And, you know, this this is one of the challenging things about creating content and interviewing people who are impacted by cancer, is that it can come back or it is metastatic at the time of diagnosis and those are very real realities and a beautiful young woman Amanda Wallace was my guest a few months ago. Amanda was from Idaho and had been dealing with leukemia and I got a message from her mum through Amanda's Instagram to let me know that Amanda had passed away recently. Yeah and it's really weird because I, I guess part of me feels like I, because I didn't know her personally. I mean, I knew her for the, the hour we spent together online talking and interviewing. And I always feel like it's such a privilege when someone shares their story with you. It was just a really weird feeling to know that this person had passed away. And yeah, that hit me, to be honest. It was, it was quite confronting. I guess is the right word. So what I'm going to do is to really acknowledge Amanda. I'm going to, at the end of this episode, I will attach a clip to Amanda talking about what survivorship meant to her. I just really want to recognise her and her family because this is the everlasting impact of cancer is that people's lives end too soon and that ripple is felt far beyond their families. It goes into the community and across the world when that person has touched lots of different lives. So what can you expect in this episode? I am going to share with you some of the insights that I've had taking time out, taking time of social media over the past two or three months and some of the realizations and lessons that I've learned around healing and around what cancer survivorship means for me. Taking that break was really good. Not being on social media as much was great for my mental health. And do you know, I what I really noticed is I stopped really worrying so much about what I look like for a start. I wasn't constantly comparing myself to people I saw on social media. And a lot of that fear of reoccurrence really died down when I wasn't immersed daily in cancer social media. I think when I recorded the or released the last episode, um, a lot of people started passing away, which is a very real part of being a cancer survivor is that reoccurrences happen and people that you might have followed or you've connected with die. And I found that really challenging, to be honest, and not having that in my daily life felt really good. And it's funny because I started to think, you know, maybe I've, I'm done. Maybe I've said all I needed to say. Maybe this part of my life is done with and I've discovered the elusive formula of getting on with my life. And dear listener, I can safely report that I have not. <laughs> I have not discovered the magic formula for getting on with life because what has happened is that I've realized that as much as your life can rebuild and change and move on from your cancer diagnosis or the treatment and aftermath of treatment, is that the memory of cancer is always there. And just when you think that you have dealt with one layer of shit, the next layer of shit is to be dealt with. And that's where I am, to be honest. I've realized I need you guys. I need this podcast still as a way of connecting, a way of creating and giving back, a way of processing stuff because that's what this podcast has given to me as a way to process what's happened after the diagnosis was, as a lot of us know, it is after treatment ends that the hard work begins. The title of this episode is very clickbaity. I will acknowledge that. And it is a little bit tongue-in-cheek because 
I don't really know how you get on with life or how you get over your cancer diagnosis. But what I do know is that to really to process what has happened and to process your grief and to process your trauma, you need to acknowledge the feelings that go on with that. What I thought I'd do is share some of that process with you and share some of the things that I've been doing that is helping. So the first part of healing that I think doesn't get talked about enough is the fact that a lot of us finish our treatment and there is there's this pressure to be better and to be over things and to be grateful that you're alive. And don't get me wrong, I am extremely grateful that I am four years post-diagnosis and that so far it seems that the treatment I had has worked. I think that to get to a place of complete acceptance and gratitude, you have to allow yourself space to not be grateful, to be really angry, to be really pissed off that you got cancer and that cancer has impacted your life. It's okay to feel that. It's okay to be really damn angry about it because underneath that anger is likely to be grief or sadness or regret or frustration because for a lot of us, and I especially think this is true of the younger cancer community, is that our life has not panned out in the way that we thought it would. Our life hasn't turned out in the way that in quotation marks, it should. Many of us have not been able to have children. Many of us have relationships that break down or careers that stall. And many of us can't get back to those things for a while. And so I think there needs to be a greater acknowledgement that's actually part of the process and part of the grieving, part of the letting go. And I'm saying this stuff out loud because I need to hear it at the moment because I've hit another layer of grief, I think, where I've had this realization that I am really angry and that I am really sad that life hasn't turned out in the way that I had hoped. Because six or seven years ago, my dream was to move to the UK. I have a British passport. I had a ticket. I was already to go. And then all this stuff happened. And I think there's part of me that still feels really robbed in a way that didn't happen. And I know on so many levels it's a very privileged dream to have and it's a privilege to have been in that position. I guess it, for me it, it doesn't take away the, the frustration and the sadness that it didn't happen. And through some of the, I guess, the work that I've been doing around grief and really figuring out who I am is that back then I didn't realize and I didn't see my power or strength. I had a lot of people around me saying that I was too weak, that I yeah, that I wouldn't cope or that I wouldn't be able to handle going overseas and doing those things. And what I've learned is that's not true. I have an enormous amount of strength. I have an enormous capability to go through extremely difficult things and to rise and to keep going and to try and build something beautiful out of those ashes and I think at the moment what I'm processing is that I guess almost anger that I or disappointment in myself and other people that I believed that as yeah these past few months really have been about those major realizations about who I actually am once you pull away all the labels other people gave me and the scripts that I had about myself yeah and so, yeah, I wonder if other people can relate to that, that when you go through cancer, you realize the depths of despair that you can, <laughs> that you can actually get to and come out of. So I think that's one thing that a lot of us 
probably don't recognize or acknowledge enough is that we are bloody strong and I know that it's one of those things that can get annoying when people say oh you're so brave you're such a warrior but I think what that bravery and strength actually is is the ability to go through that stuff and still be standing at the other end and be willing to keep engaging in life so that's one of the major realizations that I've had <laughs> is around acknowledging the anger and acknowledging the hurt and frustration that life doesn't always happen in the way that we hope. Because I can look at my life and think, I am so grateful for my dogs. Like I've often said to people, one of the greatest things about being an adult is that you get dogs and I have a, a happy relationship. I have a roof over my head. I have a new career I enjoy. But I'm also allowed to be disappointed that other parts of my life haven't turned out. I am extremely sad that I can't have children. And I think that you can grow other things that give you meaning and enjoyment in your life, but nothing can really replace those things. What I am coming to realize and learn more and more about grief and about processing these difficult emotions is that it's becoming more and more about acknowledging it and growing around it. Because at the moment, and this may change, maybe in four years' time, I'll have a different um, thought on this, but at the moment, my belief really is that you don't get over a cancer diagnosis. You grow around it and you go through it and that it's part of your life and that to really not let it suck you under and keep you stuck in all the shit is to acknowledge all of these things that come up. And I think with October fast approaching and for a lot of people who've had breast cancer, it's a tricky time because there's a disconnect during Pink October of what survivorship is and what it really is like to have gone through a cancer diagnosis and the amount of things that, that you lose in that. It's, yeah, it's really an enormous event in someone's life and what I hope to do as I continue with this podcast is to really share that and to encourage other people in their healing process to be okay in the muckiness of it all. The other major realization that I've had recently is that I have an enormous amount of trauma around anything to do with medical stuff and my cancer. And I will give you some examples. I think this is going to be the easiest way to explain this stuff. And I would love to hear if other people do this as well. It's things like, I hate going for any tests anymore. Like, I will put things off. It's very difficult for my doctor to get me to get a blood test. Because I just, yeah, like any medical setting for me now, I just find it really stressful and anxiety-inducing. Took me, gosh, I have lymphedema and I'm a very bad lymphedema patient. And I got referred to go and get a new sleeve in April. It is now September and I only just went and got it. And what I realized through these experiences is that I hate doing anything that reminds me that I had cancer and it's really hard to ignore this stuff because it's like well I have lymphedema and I need to manage it and I need to manage that through wearing my sleeve and I really realized recently when I went and got my new sleeve that I just I hate acknowledging that I had cancer and that this is the ongoing impact of my treatment is that I have nerve damage and lymphedema and it came up as well because my breast subsidy it renews this month so I can get a new breast 
And that brought up a lot of stuff around the fact that I can't have reconstruction because I don't qualify for it because of the size of my body. And the size of my body is because I went through a hugely traumatic experience and it has taken a long time to, yeah, to get energy back and to heal and to exercise and, and then try and find a bra that fits. Like all of, yeah, I could go into detail about that. But it just, the essence of it is that bra shopping now is not fun because I find it hard to find anything that really fits and I have to be aware of, is it going to set off the nerve damage under my arm? Am I going to put my prosthesis in it? And all of those things, it's no longer, you know, I can go buy a lovely new bra and a sexy pattern or a nice pattern it's just not like that for me anymore and so I think I ignore it I think there's part of me that has switched off from my body from my neck down that's some of the stuff that's been swirling around these past few months because I don't know about anyone else I would love to hear from you if you relate to any of the stuff please get in touch with me I've talked about this with previous guests on the podcast where Often what happens when you go through something like cancer, a major life-altering event, is that it stirs up lots of other stuff. And so what I am really experiencing is that as I'm, as I'm facing and walking into the feelings that have come up around the cancer, what's actually underneath there are all the other layers of stuff that I've never dealt with, and now I'm dealing with them. And... What really, what I'm trying to hold on to and what I've always tried to hold on to, even in the deepest, darkest times of my life, is that it will get better. I just hold on to that hope that it will get better and that there is something better for me coming. Because without that hope and without that sort of faith that the universe has got this, I think it would be a lot harder. And I don't know why I seem to be able to hold on to that hope, but it has got me through. So you may be wondering at this point, what have you been doing, Helen? What are some of the things that have been helping you create these realizations? So I am a firm believer now after exploring issues around grief and trauma that a lot of what we need to do to process our trauma, especially if you've gone through something like cancer where it's a bodily thing, take this back a couple of steps that if you think back to when you went through treatment no matter I think no matter whether you get breast cancer or colon cancer ovarian your body becomes very medicalized and it's no longer a body as such it's something that needs to be cured it's something that gets cut open or zapped with radiation or chemo drugs and so I think the body stores a lot of that trauma and grief and I think there's a time and a place for talk therapies are great. I think talking to other people about this stuff, talking to a professional is, is a great idea. Body work is really important. So I have been doing things like meditation. I find really helpful, especially to tap into how I'm feeling because I do struggle to figure out how I'm feeling sometimes. So taking that time to go, okay, let's tap in and see what's going on. I have done a couple of sessions of breath work, which is something I will talk about more in an upcoming episode. I'm going to bring on a practitioner to talk more about it. Breath work is quite amazing. It's an intense experience, and I don't know how to explain it, but I'll put some links in the show notes so you can read more about it. But it does make you really connect in with your body. Some of this stuff can be really hard if you have been through trauma because connecting in with your body is the last thing you want to do. But I... Part of me just wants to rip that band-aid off because I I want I don't want to be trapped in the past. I don't want to be trapped in that sadness and grief around the cancer. And so I guess in some ways I'm walking right into it. So body work stuff has been really good for me. I've been exploring new hobbies and things. I have started drawing and painting again. I have started to learn to roller skate, although I did fall over and 
I have a mild sprain in my head, but that's okay. Like I've just been trying to recreate and bring joyful things into my life because I think for a very long time it has been not so joyful, and especially with the pandemic as well. That's a whole other kettle of fish. It's a whole other conversation of how that has impacted us. But, yeah, bringing in joyful things has been a really, really important part of this process and really reconnecting with me and who I am and what I like and what I love. So I would encourage anyone to do that. Some people call it inner child work. You may think back to things that you like to do as a kid that you don't do anymore. But if you have children or young people in your life, you'll know that kids have this amazing ability just to run in and do things. They haven't been influenced by self-doubt and those sorts of things that you do as an adult. Those are just some things that I have been doing and realizations that I've had in the past just couple of months while I have been taking a break from the podcast. And I wanted to share them with you because sharing is caring, is my nephew will say. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, we could all use a little bit of inspiration from time to time on our healing Oh, I hate this word, you know, I hate this word. Our healing journeys, past processes, whatever you want to call it. So what you can expect in the coming months on the Seaword Radio podcast is that I'm going to keep on the theme of healing and I'm going to be having people on the show that can talk about different modes of healing and talk to people who are a little bit further down the track in their post-cancer life because I... I had an email conversation with a fellow survivor and I think this is something a lot of us do really struggle with is figuring out how the heck do you get on with life? Because I don't necessarily have the answer to that because it's so complex and there's so many layers to it. But I feel like that's the conversation we need to keep having and I will find people who can have those conversations and share with you. So thank you for bearing with me. I have just needed this time to have some, yeah, I guess some introspection and a bit of time away from creating content. I think this little session on the couch talking to you has helped me really get back into that place of creating podcast episodes please subscribe so when new episodes come out you will get notified sign up to my newsletter i will be sending more via my newsletter or come follow me on facebook and instagram i am trying to be a little bit more present on there i just want to limit it a bit so i don't get so pulled into that stuff so i will see you next time Stay safe out there and get in touch and tell me what brings you joy and what you have been doing that really nurtures your soul. Because at first, you know, you're starting off like on flat ground and then actually what my oncologist says, it's like a marathon. Because you have to do, you know, make sure that you're in remission for six months. And then once that mark hits, you're like, hey, I'm going to, you know, try it for a year. And once you get back to that one year, you're like, what do we do now? Because, you know, we're always expecting for the other shit to talk. So I guess it means a lot of different things to me. Like, it's happy, it's a good feeling that you survived cancer. But now that you have all these other issues that's happening, they did not prepare me for this at all. Because when we start doing treatment, they tell us if once we survive, we will have a whole lot of issues. Thanks so much for listening. The C Word is every Sunday at 11.55am on Auckland's 104.6 Planet FM and anytime at www.planetaudio.org.nz forward slash the C Word.
sky There may be hope but you're too scared to try You've been through it Can't undo But too long, I wanted your 
music, loud sound control, come and give me a let up. She did a one, she had a champion, shake the body on another level. She the one that control the flow, let me wanna come to and get up. She entered the room, me no know what to say. All I see is skin, take me breath away. Green eye, dark hair, silk dress. Silent fashion, no, we start to impress. Me, I'm beating like a drum. All I wanna do is rap a pam Realizing a procreation, just wanna show appreciation. Get this bad, but life is better 
Anxiety hits me in the chest, I go back. 